Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko. So Timbo, it is literally today and tomorrow is the last two days of 2020, as you're listening now. Okay, we're recording this ahead of time, so it actually isn't. But for those listening, you may be looking forward to the seeing the back of 2020. In today's podcast, we're going to be looking at the long game. We're going to be looking at what have we learned from 2020, as well as more importantly, not just like dwelling on what's happened. We're going to be looking at what exciting things are going to be ahead and looking forward to 2021 and a new decade. Is it technically a new decade? I think I, that was I your like thing. I think it is, yeah, because it's the new... It's, it's ten, gone from a zero to a one. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. I, I thought that was the sort of thing that would, would play to your sort of mind. You like that sort of stuff. It's a new decade. And every year is a new decade, technically, depending on where you can't start counting from. But if time started at zero and we're working in decades of tens, then it is technically a new decade. Yeah, so without crashing this too badly. like so. But my time started in 1982. So actually, my new decades, do they start on a, on a two? They might actually start on a, or do they start on a three? Well, this is where I'm I, getting I confused. consider myself this is confusing. very fortunate because I was born in 1980, so decades do work out correctly mm-hmm. for me. We have crashed the intro, but <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is, is the value of playing the long game. And this is something that we see a lot of people struggling with. And because we have probably spent a number of years, many years, in the fitness industry, strength training, around fitness training, that sort of stuff, we know a thing or two about the long game and it is something which could have a massively valuable impact on your training next year, but it takes a proper dose of discipline and we want to dig into that a little bit today. Yeah, and uh, more really importantly, Tim, to help people with uh, training starting in the new year, or literally, hopefully, maybe even starting today, but we have got uh, an offer on our annual membership. So this is all about not just having a great uh, start to the year and the start to January and then losing your sort of mojo in February. Make a commitment, invest in yourself, invest in your physical pension with an annual membership. We're running 25% off all of our annual memberships, or I say all, there's two, standard and VIP, but that means uh, you can get the standard for a smidge under, just a smidge under 75 quid for the entire year. And there's over 12 online training programs to follow as part of that. And I think, as they would say in the game, Tim, we've said this before, that for me is a no-brainer. Well, for those that believe that if you look after the pennies, the pounds will take care of themselves, <laughs> yes. it's actually 74 pounds and 25 pence for an entire year's access to what i am going to say is some of the best online calisthenics training program if not the best available and you can even even if you're not sure about such a significant deal and valuable value for money have a seven day free trial on us just go and check it out and if you don't like it it's fine just cancel and we, no was, and we can still be friends it's we'll one of those friends. we'll still like yeah. you you can still come back later if you want you're invited around again does it yeah yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're playing the long game with you. <laughs> we're here for you for the long time, right? We said let's not do a five minute intro, but we got bogged down in pounds and pence and a whole manner of different things. I think Jacko, it's time to roll that jingle. So here we are, Timbo. Playing the long game. And I know when we were discussing doing this podcast, you start, and I like it when we we pick a subject and I see you get a little bit um, excited slash fire in the belly slash a little bit bit fired up slash 
a little bit like, ooh, it, when it gets you like almost a little bit annoyed, I'm like, yes, that's going to be a good podcast. <laughs> so it's like, wind him up and then let's let, let, let's let it go. Um, but one of the things is like playing the long game. I, th- I think I, if we can start with this, of we're going to, I want to come back to what lessons have we learned from 2020 because I don't think everyone like, don't want to get like, we don't want us to get bogged down in like, oh, 2020 was this or that or the other because actually, there's loads of things that we learned. Actually, just on this, we were talking last night in our small group about um, just the fact that we're still here. We've, we're more resilient. Like you cannot build resilience if you don't go through struggles and difficulties. So even if you haven't, even if you don't even think you've learned anything, you're, you've gone through a difficult period and like you are therefore more resilient. But what I want to start off with, when we're talking about playing the long game, the importance of not, and to use your word, not program hopping. Absolutely. And, and to one of your points there, Jack, there's a few things going through my mind as you were starting to, to talk about that. A phrase came to my mind today, which... Well, now what was it? Here it goes. Calm seas never a skillful sailor made. So that is, I think, always you've got to, that recognition that sometimes you've got to go through a storm to actually get better at sailing your boat. It's going to sound and, like just a tongue twister. You, you just bamboozled me with science. <laughs> like, this, what? That, that's what these things are, right? They're opportunities to, to learn. And I think a lot of people would have, would have actually had to reflect quite deeply on what training means to them, how they train, what facility they need access to. Like what happens when it's something which is mm. maybe a very core part of your existence is modified let's not say it's ever taken away because i don't think fitness training is ever taken away if you've got the right tools but what you are used to could have been taken away which meant you then had to adapt and do you know what? I, I, I i am with you 100 on let's try and take some positive um mental attitude and reflections into 2021 to actually improve what we're going to do moving forwards now, this, this is the subject which can touch one of my nerves, one of the many nerves. Um, and I, I saw something the other day, I read a word that somebody po- posted on a, on social about um, something got them feeling a bit of mosh. And I was like, that's not a word that I use very often. And I don't think I'm going to ever say it again after today. But these, these subjects do get me a bit emosh um, <laughs> because they're really important. And yeah. I, I just, I get frustrated having spent, I started being a professional in the industry in 2008. I started training many, many years before that. And so you you, you get to the point where, where Jack and I are at having not played the long game and found out what that gets you. But it's just, I see so many people getting frustrated with not getting what they want, but they're not taking care of the first principles. If you If you go back to anything, if anybody has ever achieved anything of value, real lasting value, yeah. it didn't happen in a short period of time. They got stuff wrong. There was multiple iterations of it. I can't remember the exact stat, but Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb, or I think it was, yeah, it was a light bulb, wasn't it? Um, had something like 600 patents that never did anything. So there's 600 attempts to try and get in something that kicked off and then eventually got the, got the light bulb. He had a light bulb moment, right? I believe so. Um, and, and, and that, <laughs> that's this thing of going like these things take time, but in a in a world where we have a, a higher level of immediacy and we want everything tomorrow, and that includes what we buy from Amazon, and we also then funnily enough pay that same or we expect that same result from our health and fitness. Like the body just doesn't respond like that. Yeah. Habits take time to embed. And one of the biggest things that, as you mentioned, is, is program hopping. There is so much information available to people, so many options. 
And that's not a good thing in the sense of for your long-term development. S&C coaches around the world would agree with me. Like if you just adhere to a crap program, it's actually better than jumping around from program to program. Just do something consistently, even if it's not the greatest thing in the world, you're going to be better than somebody who's like spotting different programs. I'm going to try that. Oh, that looks quite interesting. It's like being a magpie. Like you're constantly jumping around and, I, I once had there's a guy called Tommy Yule who's a who's a, a friend of, and extremely esteemed colleague in in S and C and works at British Athletics, ex um, very high performance Olympic weightlifter, and he told me a story about an athlete once who was like, he says training an athlete is like pushing an apple cart up a hill. He says it only really works when the athlete gets behind the, the cart and starts pushing. And he used another athlete's example, which is a name I won't mention, but he goes, that person is us sat on top of the apple cart, looking at everybody else's apple cart, going, oh, that's a good apple cart. I'm going to go <laughs> sit on that one for a while. And they're just hopping around all over the place. And as a result, you get a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. I think a, a, a real life example then for this, and I don't want to lose the context of we get better and we'll see better, more progress in certain things down to like, a number of different um, factors because I want to use your like handstand development and handstand pushing strength as the example and a, and and a comparison which we should never compare ourselves to each other but I'm going to for the purpose of this we're going to use myself as the comparison it's okay when it's for illustrative purposes for, okay so um, like someone may be more uh, predisposition to gain better like strength than someone else and maybe in particular patterns someone else da, da, da. but if you look at one thing and you know you'll be the first to say that for a, for a host of different like work family life things that over the last say five years your training hasn't been consistent constantly for five years but the one thing that you because you enjoy it and you make good progress on it the one thing you do always do is some handstand work and do a lot of the not the sex the bits that people see will be like the the sexy bits because no one is people don't want to see you do 10 sets of 10 standard pike push-ups um and when we tell people at workshops for example like we go through those pike push-up progressions and go we do these every week like that's something that we're trying to have as a it's not that exciting but it allows you to do some more exciting stuff now i've over the last years or whatever had uh like shoulder elbow thing issues around um stuff and some previous injuries from rugby that type of thing that has made my and and i've never been i've never been good historically of uh, over pressing but i also haven't been consistent with the non-sexy vertical pushing stuff and times when i do i see decent progress and then i get something happens or whatever and it, it goes away but i mean i'm currently in a phase where that is actually going quite well for me and i'm seeing some real benefit from doing the boring stuff no it's not boring it's probably the wrong word but just like the the standard the standard stuff it's not that it's not super sexy and it's not like crazy hard you can do a decent amount of volume in it um it's a pipe push like some pipe push-up progressions that suit where you're at raising the feet raising the hands a certain amount whatever it may be um because what people see is they see like you do that like every, everyone I don't know my favorite definitely I think it is sort of your favorite the worm the, the one way you do the worm up and the reason I can't do the worm up is I'm just not strong enough out of the bottom position in that like art shape that you find yourself in 
Um, and people see you do that worm and it's like, that's flipping cool. I bet he just does loads of them. And it's like, well, actually, no, it does loads of this other stuff. Because it made me think of, like, um, Simonster, the insane things that he does. It, but he'll have been doing stuff, like, for 20 years, probably. And I bet he does a boatload of just, like, push-ups, dips, like, pipe... I mean, I just bet it is just still even founded on that... Um, foundation of like the basics um and we've probably said this loads of times but i just think in this context it it's worth reiterating that again and it's not just the basics what you're talking about is being consistent with those basics and not being like oh look at that shiny thing over there I'll, I'll, I'll try some of these instead or i've seen someone else do this on instagram let's have a go at that and it's a balance though right I'll let you, uh, it's a balance of like we've got to be doing stuff that like excites us and gets us going i think what i'm trying to just back it that up with is going there's this like this tug of war of we also love like play because someone might be listening to go yeah but you guys talk about like playing with your training and then now you're saying you just got to do like basics like consistently and it's i guess what what's important is like having finding that balance and finding that balance that works for each person yeah this is gets into a really like interesting blend of of some important principles. So what we're talking about is playing the long game, and, and people and we've touched on program hopping. You go right, okay, I need to I need to commit to a program for the long time. Okay, that doesn't maybe one of ours, <laughs> maybe one of ours, which I'll periodize but, uh, but, for you for the long term period. Well, <laughs> but, but just on that, there'll be there'll be you know like when you get a membership with with us at the Scorecard Centre, you've got access to uh, even on the standard membership like twelve different online programs that you can choose from. And you could even then, if you don't know any, you could be like chopping and changing between those if you weren't yeah. disciplined. So we're, we're you yeah. know, we're this, about, this is for oh, everyone. Yeah. yeah. So you end up with this this kind of trade-off of going, well, I've got a program now. If someone's wrote me a program. I paid X amount of the funding for that. It's, it's, it's a 12-week program. It's three by 10, and I'm just going to keep doing that. That's not going to cut it. It's, it's not that we, in a four-year cycle of training an athlete, just do the same thing. But what we do do is commit to a certain set of objectives or outcomes that we're looking to achieve. So we'll reverse engineer the race performance and go, well, if you're going to go and my, the other guys I work with swim a certain time, what have we got to do physically to be able to do that? And then where are you now? And then let's work backwards. So we now need to go and build those steps in place. So we're going to have different types of training in there. We're going to have some stabilization type training, some endurance. We might need some muscle book. We don't know who it depends who it is. We're going to need some power training. All of these different phases mean that we are mixing training programs throughout the year. But what the focus is, is a four-year objective at the start of a, of a, of a Paralympic or an Olympic cycle. That's playing the long game, not playing the long game and going, well, I'm going to start this program in September and then switching it to something completely different in December because you're not quite, you've got a bit bored or you're not seeing the results that you want. And this is where you make a really good point about the strength work. I haven't done a worm to handstand since the last time I posted it on Instagram, which was probably a couple of months ago. But if you ask me to go and do it, I'll probably have a reasonable shot at it because I've probably done enough strength maintenance work. Mm -hmm. The problem that people need to understand with strength work is it takes time. Like you don't get, if you're an absolute beginner, you'll see some strength changes in four to six weeks. 
the majority yeah. of those in the early stages are going to be neurological changes. Your system is just getting better at producing force. That's a good thing, right? That's an that's a actual yeah. strength game which we can tick off and go, right, wicked, I'm stronger. In terms of building muscle, developing strength over the longer over a longer period of time, it takes a lot. It takes a while. Like you, you can't be can't decide you're going to go and try and do a muscle up, do four weeks of pull ups and go. Well, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, the truth is you're not strong enough yet. So go and do another three months of training. And I don't think people believe me, but if I'm setting my focus on a strength based outcome, which I think is in reach. I wouldn't program for a strength block for any less than three months if it's going to be of any real value. Like if I wanted to go and be able to do, let's say, 10 handstand push-ups off the parallettes, I'm going to go and do three months of strength work before I even start thinking about whether I can do two or three because I know I've got to build that foundation. And you have to put the skin in the game and you have to accept that strength takes time. And then the, the other kind of factor within this, and I don't want to lose the message of actually the simple takeaway from this whole conversation we're going to have is commit to something over the long term. Yeah. But you then periodize your training. So it's not three sets of 10 every week or four sets of five for 12 weeks. I'm going to go and work through some variations in loads and intensity or volumes and intensity so that I can start to create different types of adaptation. So if I need a max strength adaptation because I want to get better at a muscle up, I've got to be able to produce high amounts of force and then I'm going to want to take that force and shift it quickly, my power-based adaptation. I'm going to start to change the reps and sets each week so that I'm, I'm kind of surfing around this adaptation zone that is going to be more neurological force production focused um, strength gains. So it might be five reps and four sets in one week. This is a real simple linear periodization. And this is a big subject which we can get bogged down in, but let's just keep it super simple. That might be at 85% of my one repetition max. The following week, I'm going to go and do four reps, five sets. So I've dropped a rep, but added a set. So my volume has gone up. But I'm going to go and do that at 90% because I'm now working four reps rather than five. So I've got to start to overload something to make me better, make my system have a stimulus, which is going to give me the adaptation that I need. And we start to rinse and repeat and roll through these different kind of variations in training. And this is the detail. And, and this is one of my other passions around this is people actually understanding the training process. If you understand how it works and how it fits together, then you'll realize why it's so important that you don't hop around if you want something of any value. And it's really important that you develop and invest in your discipline to stick to a training program, because we all know when you haven't got the preparation or the, the pressure of a competition like the Paralympic Games, which is, which is the field I do some work in, <laughs> you haven't got to go and put a swimsuit on and go and stand in front of a stadium full of people and swim fast. So the pressure on you to just, whether you do a muscle up or not, no one really cares. Like you care, but it's, it's not that important. And that's why discipline for non-athletic populations, I think is actually far, far more difficult. It's a much more important skill to learn, to hold yourself accountable to goals that you set down than it is for somebody who is effectively having that timeline managed for them because race day will come and if you don't swim fast, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, and I think... Sorry, that was no, 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 it's good. maybe a little bit like... I don't want to make playing the long game sound complicated, but it, if there's some stuff in there where this is why it's important. Yeah, there's two things for me on that of going consistency and it taking a long time and that can sound a bit like the way the way it's just oh, crikey but the good news is because it takes a long time when you get there it feels pretty freaking awesome rather than just like oh i won the lottery overnight like yeah 
there isn't there's a celebration when you win the lottery overnight but there's no like deep satisfaction compared to like working you like you said three months of strength work so then even start thinking about pushing on to something depending on what that goal is yeah um it might be for some people might do it faster but if you can't do a pull-up you're not going to get a pull-up in two weeks yeah i'm sorry to say like it just doesn't work like that you're trying yeah. to shift your whole body weight and if it, that it, like if you're not far away from a pull-up you might be in two weeks but if you're like absolute beginning not ever really tries to do a pull-up before it's going to take you longer than two weeks yeah and and but then and following that was then that but it'll feel freaking you'll you'll, yeah. you'll have redefined your impossible and it's going to feel great because you'll have worked your ass off for it and you, you'll be like i was dedicated i was consistent i set myself that goal and i stuck to the plan and i went through and did it obviously we've got a pull-up plan in our for our online members but then um, and that that then, and then this is something I'm getting, I've mentioned a few times in some podcasts we were interviewed on someone else uh, on the gold medal bodies one a, a couple of weeks ago and said a similar type of thing, this concept of going, that's like amazing and you can now use that for another the next thing in your training you want to do and that's really cool. But do you know what's even cooler than that or even, I sound like a, do people say cool these days? I don't know. I just, you know, you know what's... Jacket, you do you. I'll do, do it. You, you do um, you. What's even better than that, cooler, um, is if you can take that then principle from your training, all right, learn that in my training, and I'm going to apply those same principles of setting a goal, being dedicated, being consistent, and sticking with the process to this other area of my life, like whatever it is that you're trying to work on. And I think at this time of the year, this sort of segues into this nicely, at this time of year, it's like we planned it to, at this time of year, we are thinking about, right, what, what, what do I want to achieve this year? What goals am I going to set myself? And I think from a training perspective, something that we're, um, we're passionate about, what got us started in calisthenics and why we have these specific movement goals as, as part of our program offering, not that they're all a specific thing, but having a goal that like gets you excited, gets the juices going, gets you a bit of mosh, to quote him, um, they're really good for giving you that like, help just giving you a helping hand on starting motivated is starting um being consistent and, and starting being um disciplined but it's just the start it might like you need that like something a process to follow that you can trust like a support from people around you that you know that's why our community in the virtual classroom is such a powerful thing um and yeah that that that, that is hopefully giving some ideas and some tools about the how do we the importance of this at this time of year which then if you if you're happy to to move into like what not i guess i'm thinking more less so of like what goals have you got for 2021 tim it more right what did we what did we learn in 2020 that is going to help us in 2021 and one thing for me I didn't used to think that I could get, and this will sound strange to some people because they're like, you're the, you're the guys in school car sense. I bet you train all the time at home, like pre lockdown. Like, so before March, I never really trained at home that much at all. I didn't really like, I, I think I, the, I guess it's the flip side is what I liked about the gym was it was a different environment to my home environment. It was like, go to the gym. I can get in like that head mode. And I was really struggled to actually do that at home. But the great thing that I, one of the great things I learned um, during that lockdown, it was like, right, <laughs> you've got no choice. You're training at home. And it was like, 
now I've got to a place where I really love and enjoy training at home and will probably let's never say never but I don't I definitely don't need the gym I think that's very different to like I could choose to go back to one and drop into I'm sure when we go and do some workshops we realize it like be nice to be back in that environment and stuff sometimes but having that freedom of like I don't need it because I can actually get what I want to do done at home and there's a lot of benefits to that in terms of you know cost saving on your gym membership an obvious one but like one of the main things that we value most in life is like time like having don't have the commute to the gym so you're saving time there and it's like what what do you want to do with that with that time there's my first one I think it's a good one like I've I've trained at home fairly regularly for a while but had a gym membership into a lockdown halfway through lockdown and I was just I, was, I got to a point reflecting on it and I was in uh, the summer I, I loved it like there's there's not many gyms that you could put me in and just that I would prefer rather than just being able to walk out into the garden and put my, my little portable rig up and and crack on and the the freedom to be outside to be able to do that to get in the sunshine just a peace and quiet there's nobody else there i've not got somebody else's music on like it's a, it's a really really positive thing for me i think if anybody's thinking about i cannot wait to get back to the gym i would just like to challenge you to contextualize or frame it in the space of we've all got home fatigue like we've been at home all year we've worked from home you've had to train from home we don't leave the house very much. I've, I just have had to intentionally go out for walks around the block. Otherwise, I'll just stay at home all day. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it is difficult. I find it difficult at the moment to train at home because my pull-up bar is in my office. And if I've been sat in there all day, I don't really want to go and do a workout. So I'm going outside to train, even if it's a bit cold or I might choose to go for a run because it's just a different environment and scenery. So I'm being very flexible with my training at the moment. But I, I, I do genuinely believe that I, I can't see a point of time in the future where I'm going to need to go back to a gym. And, and this is my second point on the back of it. Of I'm going to credit Nick Ward with this, and I don't think he'll listen to the podcast, but I like to credit where credit is due. And he, and he mentioned to me a while ago, he's a strength and conditioning coach that I've known for a long time, works for a company called Altus in the States. A very knowledgeable guy, but got, got a ton of skin in the game. And he said to me, like, it's, it, it's encouraging people to think about their environment. Where, what kind of environment do you want to train in? And there's a, the people will go to a gym and you've got all the equipment options you could want. Most gyms these days, there's loads of different stuff to do. There's lots of people to tell you what to do. You can deadlift one day, squat, you can do whatever. When you're at home, you probably, most people, I have got far less equipment than what I would have in the gym. Therefore, my training is streamlined. There are certain things that I'm going to do because that's my options. I don't find it boring, but I don't have 200 kilos of plates, a squat rack, and a, I've got a bar, but um, it's one I inherited from the ex-Tigers gym when they had a clean out Leicester Tigers. Thanks for the bar a while back. I've had that for 15 years. <laughs> Actually, I had a um, call from their coach says he wants it back. They after it. The bearings have <laughs> broke on one side, so it doesn't spin anymore. Um, but I've got, I, I, my, my training is now streamlined around the equipment. I've got, okay, calisthenics, I've got a, a hundreds of different options that I can now use it for. But I do the same things regularly because that's what works, one. But it's also just what my environment permits. And if you are a, in danger of not getting lots of adaptation and you're in a place where you've got lots of choice and you're doing lots of different things, if you like that, that's cool, don't worry. But if you're not seeing the adaptation that you want because you tend to be distracted by lots of different things, change your environment. Mm. Give yourself less distractions. Maybe that's not a great option. Maybe, I don't know what, it, what would work for you, but it's an example of 
if you've got less things you can do, like just you'll you'll start to streamline to the things that are actually important. Um, I I don't know. I really think that's advice. I don't know if that's good advice or not. But yeah, no, no. It is because it, when you talk about like stop program hopping, <laughs> you can naturally like. And I've I've <laughs> I've fall, fall, fouled foul to this. Is that the right word? Yeah, fell foul. Um, <laughs> of program hopping during your program as in like during your second like starting off like i'm doing this this is what i'm doing these and then and then say oh actually i want to try doing that like uh, bridge kick over and then just getting a bit like distracted even in a session let alone in a um jumping out going from one program to another program after just a couple of weeks because i didn't see the results i wanted when actually you just needed to follow that for three months not three weeks um the crux of that is expectation, isn't it? Like if you, yeah. it's quite easy in calisthenics. I used to do the same thing when I was, before I started calisthenics. I'd be like, right, strength endurance block, 10 by four, whatever, supersets, boshing it out. Three weeks in or two weeks in, I'm like, oh, do you know what? I might do some max strength. Like just jumping from like one yeah. adaptation to another without giving anything time. And you can do it in calisthenics. But I, and I think you could go out this week, muscle up. I'm all in a muscle up. And you go, this is a bit hard actually. I'm not really sort of getting anywhere. <laughs> don't feel that good at this should I go handstand handstand for me and go and try that I think it's there are these iconic movements and objectives that you can target but it's it's taking a longer term view to try and achieve that it's not going to happen for most people in a couple of weeks but there are things that you need to do across that longer period of time which will get you there eventually (laughs) if you do them correctly and you do them for long enough Um, and I, I just I would encourage people just to be be very mindful that that is one of the hardest things to do but the same thing is you you, you take it out and and maybe people have kind of got there with their own thoughts already but you don't get a job and then three months later start questioning why you've not got a promotion and then sack it off and leave like and go and do a different job well maybe you do but like for the reasons of not getting what you want you've got to put some time in you want to get good at anything cooking art it takes time like you've got to you've got to stay in it um, and, and one of the great examples of this is, is a friend of mine, a friend of ours, the, of the school is, um, is Ollie Marchin. Some people will follow him. Like he is brutally consistent. Mm-hmm. And he would quite openly say, think about where you want to be in 10 years now and start working towards it. And if you look at what Ollie does and what he can do and what he looks like, well, I know him when he was 19, 20 years old. He's 33 now. Like he is the result. Is of, that how long you've known him? Yeah, when he was at university. Yeah. He is the result of what he's done consistently for the last decade. I would say his superpower is that, like, consistency slash dedication. I feel like you can make those two words, like, merge those two words somehow, like, the start of it, and I'm not going to be able to do that. Eats the same, trains the same, and that's not the same program. That's just consistency, Rock. So he trains more than anybody else I know. He trains far more than me, and he looks better than me. (laughs) Dead, dead assistancy. I'm trying to merge dedication and consistency. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Fine. Um, I've got a quick barbell story for you, Tim. I too used to have a barbell and um, bump weights back in the day when it was about lifting weights pre calisthenics days during the rugby days. And uh, during lockdown, it was a case of rather than getting them out and using them because I was obviously doing doing my body weight stuff. The garage, the garage at Chez Jackson is uh, fairly jam packed, and Mrs. Jacko is very much like, "When are you going to get rid of those?" Not that she's got a squeaky voice, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and actually, shout out to my neighbour, 
took him on board, didn't he? He needed yeah, he needed a home. He wanted he wanted to lift weights. I was like, do you want some weights? Recycle, reuse, looking after the planet, looking <laughs> after the neighbours. That was back in like the early days of lockdown when those in the UK like we were getting out on Thursday nights, clapping. Um, all of the amazing, obviously, people that are on the front line in the NHS, and everyone was being really neighbourly. So I gave away probably about three hundred quid worth of equipment. Yeah, they're not cheap. Bars. <laughs> it's expensive the weights. I think for me, there's I've got a. We've talked a lot, and we, we're sort of like hammering the point of being consistent to a training program. Mm. And I would just, I, I guess, I've just got to serve up a couple of take-home messages for this because you need to interpret it for what your objectives are, what your, as I said, your environment, what sort of environment you want to train in. I'm I'm all supportive of people that go to the gym for the social aspect of seeing people mm. and engaging community. Do that, like 100% do that. Um, if that's something that you feel like you it adds value and is of benefit to you. Um, yeah. Even if you're going to the gym and wherever you choose to train, you've just got to... I feel like I wanted to go into this with loads of revolutionary points of these are all the things you need to do. I'm like, just do the same thing and be realistic about what you're expecting to achieve and if you're not sure ask people mm. like if you're coming into calisthenics and going i'm going to do a bar muscle up jump in board our community you can get access to it for free ask a question how long did it take to learn to bar muscle up nobody in there will say two weeks you might get some phenom who was like stupidly strong and done loads of power lifting before and all of a sudden just pop one like, oh, i just don't know i didn't never practice it could just do one most people be like, oh, you know i've been working on my handstand for over a year yeah. And then you've got to let that frame what your expectations are. And if you find that training is getting boring because you're having to do this repetitive, consistent sort of work towards an objective, just mix it up. It's not about having to be so single-minded and focused in on only these things. My training is really varied and I'll jump around, but there are just a few key things which don't really change. Yeah. When I do them, how I do them, what exercise I use to train them, it's pretty much very much pretty much consistent and similar because I can't do muscle-ups at home. I don't have the head height to be able to do them. So I just maintain that strength by doing a reasonable amount of like just vertical pull. And I'll try that in different patterns and different variations, brings our kind of strength and play sort of concept to the fore. I'll focus on some speed. And I'm pretty confident if you put me on a bar, I could do a bar muscle-up. But it's only because I just make sure that I've got enough strength in the system so you can always just take a little bit of a, a detour and go, oh, do you know what, for a couple of weeks, I'm just going to freshen stuff up and come back. So when we talk about playing the long game, I say this to athletes all the time. It's not, it doesn't matter really what you do in one week. Of course, that makes a difference. But if you have a bad week or a bad month, that doesn't derail the four-year process. It's mm. what you do over 12 months, 24 months and so on, which actually adds up. And the more sessions you can rock up to and put a decent shift in, which are focused towards those goals the faster you're going to get there. There's, there's no doubt in that. But it's not, if, if something doesn't go the way that you want it to, or you get distracted, or you find yourself not getting what you want, so you pop onto a different program, you can always just take that time to reflect and come back and go, Do you know what, I just got to nail this down, I just got to get it done. But like spice it up. Don't make training boring in the pursuit of a goal. Just understand what the consistent parts of it are. And I think that's what we've tried to do with our program. We've periodized them all for you. So you're changing your reps and sets. We've, we've, we've helped you to understand when you're going to be ready to move on. But it's also, in some of them, particularly in the handstand work, these are just the essential things you need to do. Just do these things. And you can, there's space within that to, to go and do some other stuff to keep it varied. 
Yeah. And the same things apply, like we've talked a lot about strength, basically, but it's exactly the same when we're talking about our movement. When we're talking about increasing our movement options, increasing our flexibility or mobility, it's the same. It's it's consistently. There's so many different things that you can do to try to improve your hamstring length, for example. It's not like one exercise is better than the other. You said right at the beginning, like, pick something and do it consistently. Um, that that just runs through for whether it is movement that you're trying to improve as your goal or whether it is more of a strength-based thing. You just cannot get away from that. Um, and just to highlight what point that Tim made about, you know, ask people, ask people that you, you trust and are going to give you um, good advice of, of maybe they've walked that path from you already. You know, we've got hundreds of people in our uh, as part of our memberships that are there to help and support and you know someone that's walked that path before or me or tim or the other coaches are also on hand to answer questions you've got and we do um, run live uh, via zoom live q a sessions for um for all of our members anyone that's got questions like you can jump in and join those the big thing about about what we do at the scorecast and what we what we believe in and what we stand for and what we believe we stand for hopefully it comes across is that we want to we want to share what we've learned to try and help anyone else that wants to about um about their training whatever that may be so we're here for you we are not bots there are no bots at the school of calisthenics if you get an answer from somebody it's either from the community or it's from me or jacko or owen or seth or georgie or the rest of the guys it's um yeah it's a really important thing to us so surround yourself with people that can support you on the journey hold yourself accountable some of the guys use our community actually which i really like just to hold themselves accountable they post up their sessions say this is what i've done this week and they're not looking for like bum taps and like rah rah kind of support it's nice when they get it like but it's inspiration for other people's sessions but they're just saying i'm writing this thing down to say i'm going after my ring muscle this is what my training looked like and if people have got suggestions and comments or questions, and they can they can dive in, so that that is a is a powerful thing as well. But, yeah, um, I've been in the habit of using that for for my accountability every week. This is what I'm doing. It's funny that first three weeks it was like this is the loose plan for the week, and then each time it's like, well, it it wasn't quite like that, and it, it's like it's never as I plan it out because something changes for some whatever reason, whether it's yeah anything can move it out, but. But that's okay. Yeah, it's about habits at the end of the day. Formulate habits. Something Jack and I are talking about in the something at the moment, you've got to walk that sheep path. There's the path that you walk through a field gets trodden down and it becomes easy to find your way. So just keep walking your sheep path. Do the basics. Create your path. Get gains. <laughs> Whatever it is you want. Run faster, move better, have more fun. Get I just like it anytime you say gains. Yeah, is there um, just drop it in every now and again <laughs> but before we sign off is there anything else this year that you've learned that you'd like to share or are you done crikey i don't even think i've answered that question before we got stuck on not having a gym um but the the, the conversation is probably bigger than that. i don't really it doesn't make any difference where you do the way where, where you apply these principles um i think oh gosh uh, this year my training has been significantly disrupted i have done bouts. it doesn't have to be training yeah, no, yeah, okay, we'll go a bit wider. Well, I need to get, well what I've learned is I am a poorer version of myself when I don't prioritize training, mentally and physically. 
Um, so I'm taking a little bit of a slightly different tack on stuff. I think my focus has probably shifted quite a bit this year of how I want to train moving forwards and, and what enjoyment I get out of it. And this is a little bit more about thinking to play the long game of what does my physical pension account look like? Mm. Um, and I want to maintain a few more things. So I, I really actually enjoy trail running, um, getting out in the woods and just mm. having a good blowout. I don't want to run far because I don't, I'm not a massively keen runner, but I do enjoy it. And there's bits of times where like, I need to spend a bit more time just investing in recovery and mobility and moving better because what we've all done this year probably is spend way more time sat down at a computer. Um, and that's not having a positive effect on my general movement capacity. Um, and crikey, like other learning from this year to take forwards yeah, you've got to ride the storms, right? I think that's probably what it is. And, and, and storms come and they will end. They do pass. And you sometimes you've just got to ride it out. And I think everybody, that's probably not profound for anybody because we've been forced into a storm we've had no control over. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's probably some more fluffy stuff around that. But it's, uh, I, 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 have, I, I openly say at the end of the year, my head feels foggy after 2020 has left me in with, with a sev- severe amount of brain fog and we haven't really had any time off this year. So we are, I'm ready for just to try and hopefully get a little bit of time, a little bit of breathing space. This is going out after Christmas. Hopefully I had some time off over Christmas. So there's going to be a rejuvenated version of me getting ready to, to get into 2021. Yeah. And I think that one of the things I mentioned at the beginning, whether you feel like it now, like you literally now or people listening now, because we're still here if it's been a difficult year then even if you don't you might not feel more resilient now but just by the fact that you are still here and still going you are more resilient you just potentially don't haven't had that realization of it yet but we're more robust and we're more resilient because we've been through as you described like been through the storm so i think that's that's just a you can if you're listening to this it means you're here because <laughs> you can't be listening if you're not here. So you are more resilient because of 2020. I think you're right in, the, in encouraging people. It's a good one to close on of going, it'd be really easy just to strike it off and go 2020 never happened. I want to forget about it. Well, that nah, would be a mistake yeah. Yeah. because there's some gold in there, which would actually be of use when life is hopefully a little bit easier for everybody to really supersize or double down on, on the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Well, this podcast, I was a bit worried about this one because I was like, <laughs> we're going um, to talk about playing the long game and people would be like, crikey, you take that approach for this podcast. But I think we're going to come in under 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, no, definitely. I just want to uh, echo your, the, the same as what, what you said about investing in your physical pension. Like, I feel this year for me, I'm very clear or very much more clearer, clearer, clearer of good English. Yeah. Um, back, to, back to cooler. <laughs> so, so clear that nearly crystal clear of like what my training is about and what, what I want to get out of it. And that is in a nutshell, it's all about the long term. It's all about that, well, that long game to quit the title of the podcast, but longevity and, uh, yeah, and, and when I when I make sure that I do those things that serve that goal, 
my body feels great. I mentally feel better, I feel happier, and I'm ready to take on whatever it is that life is gonna gonna throw at you. And I think part of that, um, yeah, managing like using that as one of the tools to manage stress. That's been that's been a, a massive learning point for me. Um, and all the breathwork stuff, we won't go into the details and how about all of that, like there's a huge element of that that's about managing breath, uh, managing stress. Um, and just, for, yeah, for me personally, that's really, really, really helped. And yeah, some, some huge, we can talk about that at a different time, but just some, some learnings definitely, um, through this year in that sort of, that sort of age and that, that, that sort of area. And it, it carries on that, uh, resilient, like improving resilience, um, note that we just mentioned. thought of another one. I know on, I was going to do this. Go on, go on. I'm going to close on this one. There's absolutely nothing wrong with a 15 to 25 minute workout. If you're focusing on the right stuff, whether that be just to play mm. around a little bit or 25 minutes of movement, even 10 minutes of movement, or I've done quite a few sessions recently where it's just four sets of pull ups of whatever reps I kind of programmed that day, and I might do some stuff for my rings, and I'm doing two exercises, and I'm done. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's enough. Like why do I need to think about a session needing to be 90 minutes or 60 minutes long? It doesn't. Nothing magic happens. So gives you that flexibility. And if you can do that at home, you don't have to sit. You know, people go to the gym. They, like, sit in the car for half an hour to get to the gym, get changed, go to your locker, like, go back up in the gym. Now you've got to stay for an hour to make it worthwhile. I'm flipping <laughs> done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're on something else. Well, I don't know. That's the freedom. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. why I came back. I've got, I've got more of the most valuable commodity in the world, which is more time. Oh, yeah. You have a pound now. I was doing some phone rolling the day after my run, and a um, little person came home and started... I don't do a lot of rolling in the lounge around <laughs> him. So he started, so he's now like lying on me while I'm I'm having a... Remember when we had um, Sarah Duval on, and she's like, have a conversation with your fascia. <laughs> yeah. Is Sarah Duval? can't remember somebody in that realm yeah. right i'm sorry i'm digressing dive and just taking us you're doing foam rolling with additional load very well, well yeah but i was trying not to i don't want to make this any longer i feel like <laughs> we need to get it. people are mid between christmas and new people year are, like, tell, well, tell, tell me about this magic new foam rolling you're talking about oh, I know, yeah. yeah so if we've got hopefully we've got this point across of just stay put some more skin in the game this year in 2021 commit to the long game and then come back to me in december and tell me I wasn't right. And don't make excuses when you don't stick to it. Reassess, yeah. reevaluate, get back on, and be to, consistent. And to help you with that, so you don't need to make excuses, is 25% off our annual membership. So you can have that standard membership for just a smidge under 75 quid, like we said right at the beginning of the podcast. 75 quid for your whole year's membership. And there's well, to be fair, with over 12 different training programs online in there, you've got more than a year's worth of work, to, even if you were amazingly firing through all of them. You're, uh, and yeah, you doesn't you, want to save £25.75. and 75 pence, <laughs> He's jacket. doing the maths. Exactly. You want that in yeah. your life. I do. So hopefully setting you up for a great 2021 um and whether you take up that offer or not we'd love to help you with your training and let's uh, love to hear how you're getting on if you have any questions we're here to help you as always until next time class dismissed 
So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts, and we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a load of value out of it, guys, and we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is to tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value. And also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars not as good. Keep it five are the best. Five of your best stars, please. <laughs> and if you would like to find out more about the School of Calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got, head over to our virtual classroom. You can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com. And that is where we have got literally, possibly, the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world. It's definitely the best one we've done. And on that note, until next week, class dismissed.